Chapter 3 of Love Affairs of the Courts of Europe. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Cassie Christian. Love Affairs of the Courts of Europe by Thornton Hall. Chapter 3 The Peasant and the Empress. Many an autocrat of Russia has shown a truly sovereign contempt for convention and the choice of his or her favorites, the playthings of an hour, and at least three of them have carried this contempt to the altar itself. Peter I, as we have seen, offered a crown to Martha Skrivronsky, a Livonian scullery maid, who succeeded him on the throne. The second Catherine gave her hand as well as her heart to Petiomkin, the gigantic ill-favored ex-sergeant of cavalry and elizabeth daughter of peter and his kitchen queen proved herself worthy of her parentage when she made alexis resume a peasant son husband of the empress of russia you will search history in vain for a story so strange and romantic as this of the great empress and the lowly shepherd's son whom her love raised from a hovel to a palace and on whom one of the most amorous and fickle of sovereign ladies lavished honors and riches and an unwavering devotion until her eyes speaking their love to the last were closed in death it was in the humblest hovel of the village of lemesh that alexis resume drew his first breath one day in seventeen o nine his father gregory resume was a shepherd who spent his pitiful earnings in drink a man of violent temper who in his drunken rages was the terror not only of his home but of the entire village his wife and children cowered at his approach and on more than one occasion only accident or providence saved him from the crime of murder on one such occasion we are told the child alexis who from his earliest years had a passion for reading was absorbed in a book when his father in ungovernable fury seized a hatchet and hurled it at the boy's head luckily the missile missed its mark and alexis escaped to find refuge in the house of a friendly priest who not only gave him shelter and protection but taught him to write and above all to sing little dreaming that he was thus paving the way which was to lead the drunken shepherd's lad to the dizziest heights in russia for the boy had a beautiful voice when he joined the choir of his village church people flocked from far and near to listen to the sweet notes that soared pure and liquid as a nightingale's song above the rest it was all declared the voice of an angel and the face of an angel for alexis was as beautiful in those days as any child of picture or of dreams one day a splendidly dressed stranger chanced to enter the lemish church during mass none other than colonel vishnevsky a great court official who was on his way back to moscow from a diplomatic mission and he listened entranced to a voice sweeter than any he had ever heard the service over he made the acquaintance of the young forester interviewed his guardian the good samaritan priest and persuaded him to allow the boy to accompany him to the capital thus the shepherd's son took weeping farewell of the good priest of his mother and of his brothers and sisters and a few weeks later the empress and her ladies were listening enchanted to his voice in the imperial choir at moscow but none with more delight than the princess elizabeth daughter of peter the great to whom alexis's beauty appealed even more strongly than his sweet singing elizabeth true daughter of her father had already young as she was counted her lovers by the score lovers chosen indiscriminately from royal princes to grooms and common soldiers she was already sated with the license of the most dissolute court of europe and to her the young cossack of the beautiful face and voice and rustic innocence opened a new and seductive vista of pleasure 
she lost her heart to him had him transferred to her own court as her favorite singer and within a few years gave him charge of her purse and her properties the shepherd's son was not now only lover-elect but principal minister to the daughter of an emperor who was herself to wear the imperial crown and while alexis was thus luxuriating amid the splendor of a court he by no means forgot the humble relatives he had left behind in his native village his father was dead his mother was reduced for a time to such a depth of destitution that she had to beg her bread from door to door his sisters had found husbands for themselves in their own rank and the favorite of an imperial princess had for brothers-in-law a tailor a weaver and a shepherd when news came to alexis of his mother's destitution he had sent her a sum of money sufficient to install her in comfort as an innkeeper the first of many kindnesses which were to work a startling transformation in the fortunes of the Rosum family events now hurried quickly the empress anna had died and was succeeded on the throne by the infant ivan her grandnephew who had been emperor but a few months when in seventeen forty one a coup d'etat gave the crown to elizabeth mistress of the limish peasant alexis was now husband in all but name of the empress of all the russias honors and riches were showered on him he was general grand master of the hounds chief gentleman of the bedchamber and lord of large estates yielding regal revenues but all his grandeur was powerless to spoil the man who still remained the simple peasant who so many years earlier had left his low-born mother with streaming eyes his great ambition now was to share his good fortune with her she must exchange her village inn for the luxuries and splendors of a palace and thus it was that one day a splendid carriage with gay liveried postilions dashed up to the door of the limish inn and carried off the simple peasant woman her youngest son cyril and one of her daughters to the open-mouthed amazement of the villagers at the entrance to the capital she was received by a magnificently attired gentleman in whom she failed to recognize her son alexis until he showed her a birthmark on his body picture now the peasant woman sumptuously lodged in the moscow palace decked in all the finery of silks and laces and jewels receiving the respectful homage of the high court officials caressed and petted by an empress while her splendid son looks smiling on as proud of his cottage mother as if she were a princess of the blood royal that the innkeeper was not happy in her gilded cage that her thoughts often wandered longingly to her cronies and the simple life of the village is not to be wondered it was all very well for such a fine gentleman as her son alexis but for a poor simple-minded woman like herself well she was too old for such a transplanting and we can imagine her relief when on the removal of the court to st petersburg she was allowed to bring her visit to an end and to return to her inn with wonderful stories of all she had seen her son and daughter however elected to remain as for cyril a handsome youth almost young enough to be his brother's son he was quick to win his way into the favor of the empress before he had been many months at court he was made a count and a gentleman of the bedchamber he was given for bride a grand-niece of elizabeth and at twenty-two he was viceroy of the ukraine virtual sovereign of a kingdom of his own with his peasant mother who declined to share his palace comfortably installed in a modest house near his gates cyril in fact was to his last day as unspoiled by his unaccustomed grandeur as his brother alexis each was ready at any moment to turn from the obsequious homage of nobles to hobnob with a peasant friend or relative how utterly devoid of false pride alexis was is proved by the following anecdote one day when in company with the empress he was paying a visit to count lohenwald 
he rushed from elizabeth's side to fling his arms round the neck of one of his host's footmen are you mad alexis exclaimed the empress in her astonishment what do you mean by such senseless behaviour i am not mad at all answered the favourite he is an old friend of mine but although no man ever deposed the shepherd from the first place in elizabeth's favour it must not be imagined that he was her only lover the daughter of the hot-blooded peter and the lusty scullery wench had always a, as great a passion for men as the second catherine who had almost as many favourites in her boudoir as gowns in her wardrobes she had her lovers before she was emancipated from the schoolroom and not the least favoured of them and as said was her own nephew peter the second whom she would no doubt have married if it had been possible she turned her back on one great alliance after another preferring her freedom to a wedding ring that brought no love with it and she found her pleasure alike among the gentlemen of the court and among her own servants in the long list of her favourites we find a general succeeded by a sergeant Boutourlin, the handsome courtier giving place to leolin the sailor and count shuvalov retiring in favour of voitschinsky the coachman thus one liaison succeeded another from girlhood to middle age indeed long after she had passed the altar but through all these varying attachments her heart remained constant to her shepherd lover to whom she was ever the devoted wife and when he was ill the tenderest of nurses to please him she even accompanied him on a visit to his native village smiling graciously on his humble friends of other days and partaking of the hospitality of the poorest cottagers while on all who had befriended him in the days of his obscurity she lavished her favours of one man who had been thus kind she made a general on the spot the friendly priest was given a highly paid post at court high rank in the army was given to many of his humble relatives and a husband was found for a favourite niece in count Ryman, the chancellor's son as for alexis himself nothing was too good for him although he had probably never handled a gun in his life she made him field marshal and head of her army and at her request charles the seventh dubbed him count of the holy roman empire a distinction which gregory orloff in later years prized more than all the honours catherine the second showered on him while the estates of which she made him lord were a small kingdom in themselves alexis the shepherd's son was now beyond any question the most powerful man in russia if he would he might easily have taken the sceptre from the yielding hands of the empress and played the autocrat as patiomkin played it under similar circumstances in later years but alexis cared as little for power as for rank and wealth he smiled at his honours fancy he said with his hearty laugh a peasant's son a count and a man who ought to be tending sheep a field marshal when courtly genealogists spread before him an elaborate family tree proving that he sprang from the princely stock of bogdan with many a grand duke of lithuania among his lineal ancestors he laughed loud and long at them for their pains don't be so ridiculous he said you know as well as i that my parents were simple peasants honest enough but people of the soil and nothing else if i am count and field marshal and viceroy i owe it all to the good heart of your empress and mine whose humble servant i am take it away and let me hear no more of such foolery such to the last was the unspoiled childlike nature of the man who so soon was to be not merely the first favourite but husband of an empress probably alexis would have lived and died elizabeth's unlicensed lover had it not been for the cunning of the cleverest of her chancellors Vesuvius who saw in his mistress's infatuation for her peasant the means of making his own position more secure 
elizabeth was still a young and attractive woman who might pick and choose among some of the most eligible suitors in europe for a share of her throne for there were many who would gladly have played consort to the good-looking autocrat of russia such a husband especially if he were a strong man might seriously imperil the chancellor's position might even dispense with him altogether on the other hand he was high in the favour of the shepherd's son who had such a contempt for power and who thus would be a puppet in his hands why not make him husband in name as well as in fact it was after all an easy task the chancellor thus set himself elizabeth was by no means unwilling to wear a wedding ring for the man who had loved her so loyally and so long and any difficulties she might raise were quickly disposed of by her father confessor who was Bessusev's tool thus it came to pass that one day elizabeth and alexis stood side by side before the village altar of perabo and the words were spoken which made the shepherd's son husband of the empress the secrecy with which the ceremony was performed was but a fiction all the world knew that alexis gregorovitch was emperor by right of wedlock and flocked to pay homage to him in his new and exalted character he now had sumptuous apartments next to those of his wife he sat at her right hand on all state occasions he was her shadow everywhere and during frequent attacks of gout the empress ministered to him night and day in his own room with the tender devotion of a mother to a child two children were born to them a son and a daughter the latter of whom after a life of strange romance and vicissitude ended her days in a loathsome dungeon of the fortress of saints peter and paul the victim of catherine the second's vengeance miserably drowned so one story goes by an inundation of her cell on elizabeth's death in the year seventeen sixty two her husband was glad to retire from the court in which he had for so long played so splendid a part none but myself he said can know with what pleasure i leave a sphere to which i was not born and to which only my love for my dear mistress made me resigned i should have been happier far with her in some small cottage far removed from the gilded slavery of court life he was happy enough now leading the peaceful life of a country gentleman on one of his many estates catherine the second had mounted the throne of russia the empress who according to masson had but two passions which she carried to the grave her love of man which degenerated into libertinage and her love of glory which degenerated into vanity a woman with the brain of a man and the heart of a courtesan catherine's fickle affection had flitted from one lover to another until it now had settled on gregory orloff the handsomest man in her dominions whom she was more than half disposed to make her husband this was a scheme which commended itself strongly to her chancellor Vronsky. there was a most useful precedent to lend support to it the alliance of the empress elizabeth with a man of immeasurably lower rank than catherine's favorite but it was important that this precedent should be established beyond dispute thus it was that one day when count alexis was poring over his bible by his country fireside chancellor vronsov made his appearance with ingratiating words and promises her majesty he informed the count was willing to confer imperial rank on him in return for one small favour the possession of the documents which proved his marriage to her predecessor elizabeth on hearing the request the ex-shepherd rose and with words of quiet scorn refused both the request and the proffered honour am not i he said a count a field-marshal a man of wealth all of which i owe to the kindness of my dear dead mistress are not such honours enough for the peasant's son whom she raised from the mire to sit by her side that i should purchase another bauble by an act of treachery to her memory but wait one moment 
he continued and leaving the room he returned carrying a small bundle of papers which he proceeded to examine one by one then collecting them he placed the bundle in the heart of the fire to the horror of the onlooking chancellor and as the flames were reducing the precious documents to ashes he said go now and tell those who sent you that i never was more than the slave of my august benefactress the empress elizabeth who could never so far have forgotten her position as to marry a subject thus with a lie on his lips the last crowning evidence of loyalty to his beloved queen and wife alexis resume makes his exit from the stage on which he played so strangely romantic a part a few years later his days ended in peace at his st petersburg palace with the name he loved best elizabeth on his lips end of chapter three recording by cassie christian